0: Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode. This is episode 147. We are going to get some clarity up in here. What is a micro school, a learning pod? What are the differences in a micro school and a learning pod and a private school? Why build one? What about the funding? Because listen, parents and teachers, they are noticing some buzzwords here. Learning pods, homeschool pods, micro schools. You may be looking as a parent for an alternative method in education. As a teacher, you could be thinking about starting your own teacher entrepreneurship because you love teaching and you always wanted to build a school, but that just seems so out of control scary. But now you know that there is not a one size fits all method. And you know that there are easy ways that you can start your own school, even in the comfort of your own living room, okay? Parents can start a micro school as well. So we're gonna talk about the buzz on all of this. Those who are seeking entrepreneurship, wanting to find an alternative educational option for their child, but they haven't quite figured it out. This is the episode for you. Where are these places? You may want to start your own school, but you're thinking that just seems like a lot of red tape. Seems like years of waiting, a lot of money needed. I knew that that was exactly why I said no to starting a private school a few years ago when I was approached by a pastor to do so. We worked diligently and every option just kept getting shot down, shot down but can you believe that it was so easy to start a school in my living room? I can't even, yeah. I wanted to homeschool my daughters, but I didn't want to do it alone. And so you may be thinking the same thing, You may have been thinking about, should I be a private school? What about homeschooling? What about microschooling? How do I start one? Where do I find a place? Gosh, there's just so many things that you may be wondering. You also may be wanting some flexibility either in your career or for your child, um, for your family. There's just so many incredible options right now other than just going, virtual school, okay? So you may be wondering, what are learning pods? What are micro schools? Is this for me? Can I build this myself? What are the details, the laws, the stipulations? We don't have the entire day to go over this. You can go back in previous episodes, but today I just want to fine tune some things that I've talked about in previous episodes and give you a little bit more clarity. You don't have to have all the details. You may have a little bit of a slightly incorrect perception of what they are, micro schools and learning pods and who they are for and why you should build one or why send your child to one. So I hope this gives you hope for our future, for your career, for your children, because our world is changing. We've got to be keeping up with the times and it's time to embark on entrepreneurship and new educational methods. Let's get into it. until God opened the doors and made it reality. Together we are breaking through fears and moving the crowd. So get out your notebook, sharpen your pencil, it's time to get your teach on. Okie dokie, here we go. Every year it's just getting easier and easier for people to find out more information. I just wanna say thank you for the wonderful person who loved a podcast review that they were so grateful they had been envisioning starting their own school for a few years. Honestly, this podcast and Mackenzie's Facebook group have given me the confidence I need to believe in myself and reaching my goal. I no longer see it as just a dream because she gives step-by-step guidance on how to help manifest the vision into a tangible reality. She covers so many bases from finances to content to the spiritual and mental obstacles and how to break down the barriers we create in our mind to move forward with pursuing our dreams. It was around maybe episode 99 but there is one that helps with the business and helps break everything down to a T. We are so blessed because she literally does all the heavy lifting for us. You don't need to reinvent the wheel. She gives you the outline for your school's blueprint so that you can customize it and make it yours. Not to mention the way that she talks is so relatable because she's literally been in our shoes and understands all the ways branching out and starting our own school. It can be intimidating, but these podcasts are so refreshing and motivating because she shows you how to keep one foot in front of the other and actually pursue it regardless of fear or intimidation. Thank you so much. And I want to read that to you, not because I'm trying to toot, toot, toot my own horn, I want you to see that these are making a difference not because of me but you're seeing the few, you're seeing the fruit. You're seeing you're seeing people's lives changed by taking the step of starting their own business, starting their own school, starting their own tutoring business. You're seeing this. You're also seeing that there's help out there. You're also seeing that there's a community out there. So, praise God. Thank you so much for taking the time. I think I know who that was, but there wasn't a name on the review and I'm just so grateful for you. If you feel led to give us a review, I'm so grateful and I would love to read it aloud and I know that you will help impact someone else's life as well. So, you know, I've been podcasting for a year and a half. I had my school for a year and a half before I actually started podcasting. And truth be told, when I started podcasting, I was in my second year of of having a micro school and I was still going, what in the world am I? Am I?" I? I couldn't figure it out where I fit in. Like, I'm not just homeschooling because it's not just my children and I I really don't know what, what I am. So I kept digging and researching, and lo and behold, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm actually called a micro school, but I actually could be called a learning pod because I'm not a private school. Well, I'll be darned. So we're gonna talk about a micro school and a learning pod, the differences, the similarities, the differences in private school. There are some different models why you should build one, and one question that a lot of people have are about the funding and the legality. So for me, I wanted to work less. I wanted to teach in a way that I loved. I wanted to be with my children. I wanted to work from home. It sounded so good. I wanted to be more relaxed. I wanted to be outside. I didn't want to be confined. I didn't want to open a school. No, thank you. But I really knew that I could create something like what I was envisioning from my home. I just didn't know how because I didn't want to have the private school red tape. So let's talk about What is a micro school? It's honestly like a modern day one-room schoolhouse. Or are going to be multiple rooms, okay? Micro means small. They've actually been around forever. Learning pods can be used simultaneously where families are banding together that enables their children to learn in small groups, sometimes with a private teacher. And so we get caught up in the name, but micro schools, to be honest with you, the way that I see them are a little bit more... Um, consistent same amount of students maybe for a regimented amount of days what on a specific schedule the parents are outsourcing a lot of the heavy lifting to the micro school teachers a learning pod I still believe that there's a lot of parent influence I also believe that a learning pod can take place after school I believe that a learning pod can take place um, you know students go to virtual school and then maybe the last three hours a the day they go to a place Where they are learning together with a group of students. It could be very static. It's not necessarily something that students are in for the entire school year, where a micro school would be more like that type of a setting. I actually am working with a couple teachers right now that have formed learning pods, almost like private tutoring, where they're private tutoring a couple kids at a time. They call them their learning pod. And instead of one on one tutoring, they're forming book clubs, or forming math groups, or forming reading groups, or forming STEM groups after school or on the weekends, or they are creating these learning pods because they're homeschool moms, but they're also wanting to make additional income. And so maybe two or three days out of the week, they're creating a learning pod where the kids come to their house, learn specific activities, maybe two, three hours a day or longer, it doesn't matter. But the parents are predominantly in charge of most of the learning, or they're learning their core curriculum in a different location. So a learning pod is more specifically related for a smaller amount of time, where a micro school can band three, four days, has a lot of flexible options as well, but micro schools are typically the ones who are responsible for majority of the learning. Now again, you can call yourself a learning pod, you can call yourself a micro school, no one's gonna come and hunt you down and tell you that you're given the wrong name because here's the deal, we are embarking on a new territory, which is so cool, which is why you wanna build one because you are getting in at the ground level, getting in at a time where the land and the soil is fertile, my friends. So many say that they're different. Many say that they're the same. Micro schools are typically a little bit of a unique entity, and that is because they are usually registered as an official school or a for-profit business. Micro schools pretty much have evolved out of homeschooling are and are really hybrid approach of like private school versus and homeschool colliding together you'll typically see a lot of mixed age groups and there's really a dynamic mindset shift because students move at their own pace whereas in learning pods students have a home base and they meet together in a small pod for specific lessons or experiences but both serve students in a small unique setting they can be created by teachers or parents and Microschools can typically be considered a little bit more consistent with the time and a location, curriculum, and like I said, learning pods are a little bit more static. It's somewhat tricky to know exactly how many microschools there are in the country since there's really not a national accreditation body of microschoolers, but the good news is that the rules and the regulations vary wildly widely. Although there are some states like West Virginia, Wisconsin, that are trying to define micro schools through a new legislation, but all micro schools look different. They generally share a number of traits like personalization, student-centered learning, multiple age groups in the same classroom, teachers can be parents, or professional educators, and typically all teachers in these settings. Typically act as a guide rather than a lecturer, which is a whole new approach to teaching than what we've been taught in, let's say, America, whenever you go to college to get your degree. There are many other countries who teach like this and have been teaching like this for a long time. You can look at Finland as an amazing example. And now we're just getting into our own neck of the woods of creating them ourselves here in the United States. And so let's talk about where these came from, because honestly, the surge came whenever we were in the midst of COVID and students left the traditional classroom, brought it into the living room. And a lot of parents realized, as my child learning, we saw a huge influx of families that didn't see before the value of project-based learning or different types of learning at first such as meeting together with other families but now there's just been a transformation in the way that people are thinking about education literally parents teachers they're feeling more brave to do something different and a lot of micro schools are small on purpose because being small has so many wonderful possibilities and still being able to make a better income than a public school teacher or a private school teacher. You're able to have really close relationships with every student. You can hop on a a bus and go camping with your families if you want to. You can have outings with your families, field trips. It just makes everything so much more nimble day-to-day, hour-to-hour. You can really see what the kids are doing and leverage your experiences based off of that. The flexibility also of micro schools allows teachers and parents to really take advantage of our local community much in different ways than larger schools can. Like for an example, there are just so many ways that you can get your community involved with outreach and students coming either part-time or full-time to your micro school and really just giving that homeschool community a boost as well. We're using typically several hours out of our day outside of our classroom walls. A lot of teachers and parents who've started micro schools, they're doing bushcraft, they're doing working on farmland, they're working with other businesses because they have the opportunity and the flexibility to do so. So parents have, I wanna talk about parents and how their interest in micro schools have really started to, to develop because there are really so many more parents who are noticing what their kids are missing out of when it comes to their education. Truthfully, the trajectory of education is changing unbelievably. We know that the system was already failing. We know that there were safety concerns. And I don't wanna like totally drop the bomb on you, but in the years to come, there is a lot of talk and a lot of research and a lot of projections of another pandemic, which is exactly where we come in to save the day, okay? You're starting to see more funding through state and through our whole nation funding microschools now tell me if we're starting to see more and more funding available for micro schools. You know that there are people on higher levels that have the money who believe in what we're doing. You just may not know of the funding just yet, but for an example, I didn't know whenever I started a micro school about the funding and now we've received $60,000 this year for our micro school. Never in the million years would I have known that that was available. That was through the Vela and there's more and more foundations popping up and giving grants, which is super exciting because you know that there are people who are believing in what we are creating. That is is why this should be fuel to you to start this. So you don't, I mean, three years ago, it was scary. Like, is this even gonna work? Is this gonna fail? Is what I'm doing legal? And now people are like, yes, there is. And I'll give my money to back you up. Hello. So parents are working more remotely. They have more flexible hours. They want their children to have flexibility. They want learning beyond four walls. They're tired of the institutionalized thinking. They're frustrated with the school system not meeting their child's needs academically, emotionally, the gifted students, the struggling students, or even just the average student academically. They don't want their children behind the prison walls, okay? Parents are not wanting their child to be textbook or text-driven. They want their students to be playing, to be outside, community service, to cook, to think differently, to be entrepreneurs, to be able to do woodworking and going and looking at different animal habitats and not being so confined to one location. So again, there are many states that are supporting micro schools. Private schools have a lot of red tape. They're very independent. It's not the independence that you think. However, they're independent on their own, meaning that they've got their own rules and regulations, but you can become independent and make it the way that you want to. I see teachers getting to teach the way that they want to, students learning what they need to and what they want to as well. So let's talk about the funding part. I was able to start our micro school with such low overhead because of doing this in my house. There's a lot of financial sustainability. The funding is becoming more available. Vela has the $10,000 grant, now the $50,000 grant, and also the $250,000 grant. They're highly profitable. There are educational savings accounts that are coming out in multiple states that are actually handing money to parents saying, if you get your child out of public ed and start homeschooling or sending them to a micro school, we will pay you, that's one. Two, there's funding for micro school developers. Three, if you're in a specific state, your state may, like in the state of Florida, if a child has a learning disability, they are able to receive funding to go to a private tutor. And I have a couple students who receive that funding. And so their tuition to come to Lighthouse Learning is paid for because I am a certified teacher who can give private tutoring. So that is extremely helpful as well. So unlike a micro school, however, a, or I'm sorry, unlike a homeschool, a micro school will need to be registered as a business and most often, um, you know, not as a private school. You can do this independently. You could also become non-profit as well. There are some legal and some financial philosophical steps to consider, but those definitely get tackled if you, have a coaching session with me, or if you want more information, we can dig through that together. But for the most part, it's a very easy process depending on your state regulations. You'll also have to search that and the licensing and the attendance and the insurance requirements of your state. Then of course, you know, there's establishing your micro school's identity, selecting the curriculum, the tuition rates, renting, buying, things of that nature. It's not a big deal. It's absolutely manageable. It's just knowing what you want to create, who it's for, where you want to have this, what days of the week you want to do it, and how much you're going to charge. From there, you've got the first foundation ready to go. When you want to go and you want to find out more legalities, I highly recommend you go to HSLDA.org. That stands for Homeschool Legal Defense Association. The reason why you want to go there is because there's not a micro school regulation or legality yet. So we typically like to go through um, like a homeschooling network that allows the parents to choose for their children to become homeschoolers and then hire you. That's in most states. That's not in every state. So we would have to look at your state regulations, but I can tell you that there are so many states that have made this wildly, unbelievably easy to set up. And I think that it is a matter of you just deciding what your offers are, how much you wanna charge, and you can coin it as a micro school or a learning pod. You definitely have to think about the market that you serve, and what words or terms that they're familiar with. Because if you come up with a term and they're like, what in the world is that? You've already lost them. So it's very important that you explain, I'm starting a micro school. A micro school is dot, 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 dot. I'm starting a learning pod. A learning pod is dot, dot, dot. You can expect your child to dot, 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 okay? No matter which word you choose, you definitely want to lay out the expectations of what this looks like for parents and children so that they know you, they like you, they trust you, and they have more transparency about your offer. I hope this has given you clarity. I'm excited to see your results. Please make sure you go into our Facebook group. Let us know what you are building and any type of roadblocks that you may have so that we can help you break through. You can also schedule a coaching session at www.teachersletyourlightshine.com slash coaching, or you can also get our business bundle that helps you with all the forms, all the groundwork to actually get your business up and going. You can check that out at www.teachersletyourlightshine.com slash resources. Hey, hey, teacher friend. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. I pray it inspired you, touched you, or challenged you in some way. Because we are making big shifts and using our teaching gifts for God's glory like never before. I'm so grateful for you. The number one way you can support this show is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts and also share this with another teacher. Come join me in the virtual teacher's lounge known as the Teacher Let Your Light Shine Facebook group. Until next time, keep shining your teacher light. The world needs you.